0: You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto podcast with your host, David Hogan. This show contains information about injuries to riders competing in AMA Supercross, AMA Motocross, MXGP, Oz Pro MX, and other international moto events. The information discussed may be unsettling to some listeners. It might be incomplete or based on medical opinions due to riders tending to hide the details of their injuries. We are here to explain the information and increase injury understanding and visibility for the fans. There might be coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If any of this offends you, turn us off right now. I'd like to remind you that he is not a doctor. That's right, guys and girls. I'm not a doctor, but I am a physiotherapist, and this is the Always Moto podcast. This is episode 19. I'm David Hogan, your host, coming to you from a not-so-sunny Newcastle in Australia currently. Uh, Welcome to the Emergency Department, where we go through the injuries from all things moto. Um, We're currently going to be looking at, for this episode, specifically around the AMA Monster Energy Supercross Series, and they are heading for Round 13 this week in St. Louis for a Triple Crown. That's right, Triple Crown is back on the format uh, for this weekend. So this show is brought to you by me. It's just support me. Supported by me. All brought to you by me. If you're open to supporting this show, please get in touch. Uh, we are actually got some uh, t-shirts coming out to try and help you guys support us. So we have, um, we're have we taking orders for those t-shirts now. You can email us at alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com. Get in. Send us your t-shirt size pre-order it it's a lovely black t-shirt with our big always moto logo right smack bang on the front on the chest going to look sharp on those uh, track days when you're wearing that shirt Uh, but it will help us support the show and keep the lights on and keep the show coming to you week by week with each round that goes past these shirts are going to be 25 dollars plus postage and handling um, and that's in australian dollars guys by the way Hey, uh, so look and also like and subscribe to the podcast, rate us on your podcast app it helps us get more followers all those stupid algorithms out there with Facebook and Instagram and all that sort of crap you've got to like it, you've got to subscribe to it you've got to leave a rating uh, and if you can do all of those things for us that would be fantastic remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter um, if you search always Moto you will find us on those platforms and you can stay up to date with all of our updates across the injuries And if you play Fantasy like I do on Pulp MX, uh, you need to know some of these updates before they go to the races and you pick a shitty pick. Um, so stay up to date with us on those pages you can also read our update articles going into each round for the ama uh, over on fullnoise.com.au that's where i put up most of my written work uh, but stay up to date with us more regularly on the social channels and also just keep listening to the podcast guys uh, love doing this podcast show been enjoying it going to get more content out for you guys and get some more interviews uh, and we have another one of those coming up later in the show so what's on episode 19? We've got our updated injury list. Now we had a short show last week uh, where we went through the injuries from round 12. Uh, this show, this injury list for this show, is going to be more around a uh, an update of who's coming back because we've had that week off. There's been a few updates that have come out uh, that uh, you know the guys are coming back for the races this week, which is awesome. We're actually going to have. Geez, we've got a decent list here that are going to be just guys coming back to the track, which is fantastic considering our field has been getting depleted week after week, injury after injury. The injury list this year is significant. Uh, And look, it's great to have a few of these guys making their way back to the track. Hopefully, they'll be there for the rest of the season. We've got, what, a few rounds to go uh and we want to see a few more riders getting back out there Uh, but a lot of the guys are going to be taking the out at this point and just getting ready for outdoors which is coming up at the end of may Uh, so a few of these guys are just you know hanging out for outdoors unfortunately they just need a bit more time and they're probably looking at it as a better better preparation don't risk it you know further injury and missing more races by rushing back for supercross so Look, this, that's the update injury list that we're going to have this show. We've also got a little bit of fantasy talk coming later um, and how the Always Moto Fantasy League is going and how poorly my picks have been. Thank you, TJ, for pointing that out. TJ from the Moto X Pod Show likes to give me shit each week that he's beaten me in my own league. And look... Honestly, it hurts a little, <laughs> but you gotta say you gotta take it where you where you can get it. Uh, and look, I've beaten him once so that I know of this year, uh, so I'm hanging on to that one. But hopefully, we can make it another round this week. Uh, but look, guys, we've got some fantasy talk coming up. And lastly, on the show for episode 19, uh, we've got a lovely little interview coming up with uh, Barx Suzuki's Preston Kilroy. Uh, he was gr- good enough to give us some time this week. Uh, talk about his injury that he had at Indy and how he is recovering from that, and look, it's an interesting interview, because he went down pretty hard, and and disappeared, and his update on on socials was, you know, pretty significant from just reading it, but you got to listen to the interview later to find out what's going on with him, because it's probably not as you seem, and it wasn't as I thought when I first uh, got in touch with him, and started talking about it, so something to look forward to, guys, there, Preston's got a good interview later on. All right, let's jump into this uh, injury update list for round 13 at St. Louis. So, first cap off the ranks, Max Voland. Now, Max is back, finally. It was a bit of a uh, stuffed-up return for him. Uh, The last round that was meant to be for the East Coast, uh, there was a press release that he was coming back. Didn't actually happen, and it wasn't meant to happen, apparently. So, apparently, that press release was sent in error. Uh, maybe they're preparing it early and they sent it at the wrong race day. We don't know. Uh, but there is confirmation that he is back on his own social. He is riding. There's videos of him riding the KDM test tracks in California. It's been six weeks for him since that in, uh, incomplete collarbone fracture and the hematoma to his shoulder area there. So looks like he should be all well and healed by now. He would have been good to go at about four weeks, um, which would have put him at that previous race. Maybe it was a little bit too soon. He probably didn't have much time on the bike before that week, to be honest. So it's probably a good thing that they took that extra couple of weeks with the week off there in between and those other, the other West Coast round last, last week before the break uh, just to give him that extra couple of weeks. So it's been six weeks since we've seen him at round, the opening round. Hopefully he makes it further than a couple of corners this time. Uh, and we'll see how he can go because I was looking forward to seeing Max in his second year in supercross um, and didn't get very far at all so we'll see how that plays out but he should be well well and good um, following that collarbone injury now it should be completely healed another one that should be back I'm not 100% certain on this one but Max Anstey now Max Anstey is six weeks from some broken ribs uh, and he's also had that issue with his shoulder from early in the season Uh, but the ribs and the collapsed lung was what kept him out. He did that at uh, Minneapolis and that was about six weeks ago. As per his update on his socials, he is due to be back this week. He's been riding Supercross, but there was a little comment there that he has uh, got to get another x-ray this week just to confirm because the last x-rays they took wasn't completely healed. So Hopefully now that he's had an extra couple of weeks, um, he should be all good. But I expect to see Max Anstey back for the Rocky Mountain team uh, there on the KDM and the Fly Racing guys there, looking to have Max Anstey back on track. And he should be going pretty well um, if he, if it all goes to plan. He hopefully will be recovered from both of those different injuries that he's had this season. The seven deuce deuce for HEP Motorsport Suzuki. Uh, He is back after his couple of uh, vertebral fractures in his neck. Um, It's been five weeks since we've seen him on track. Uh, He only had some minor fractures there, which I believe if they were only to those wing parts uh, of the vertebrae. Uh, So they're only small bones. They usually recover in about four weeks. So he is back in a perfect time frame, ready to go. There is probably, look, he's going to be on that bubble as always for making the main. Uh, but I'd say given his fitness and everything, I probably wouldn't be picking him this week But in a fantasy sense, but you never know. The field might be, uh, might be scraped. Oh, and look, we'll know where to pick him or not as well. I forgot. It's a, it's a triple crown, isn't it? So uh, you'll know whether to pick him or not, but I don't think it's going to go too fantastically well for him just yet. Um, give him another week or so, and he will be back to uh, fighting fit, as, as they say. Next one on the list, Austin Faulkner. Now, as per the team PR that was emailed out uh, uh, middle of this week, uh, the team PR says that it's too early for Austin to be back at the races. He is back on track and practicing. Everyone would have seen those videos on Instagram of him um, by his mechanic and he's rolling out geared up but there's no talk of him coming back for supercross and i i, I said this on another person's post earlier in the week when we we'll were talking talk about max volan and austin faulkner returning and i said about both of them if you didn't see both of them at this round you wouldn't see them until outdoors now we're going to see max volan we're not seeing austin faulkner as far as i can tell our contacts at the team have haven't said otherwise either um so look it seems to me that Austin's going to miss the rest of Supercross and just focus on getting ready for outdoors, which for Austin probably isn't a bad thing. There's been a bit of a rough run of the last few years with injuries. He's missed a lot of outdoor time. His, t- his season last year when he did make the outdoors wasn't fantastic. And that was evident basically just based on the fact that he hadn't done hardly any outdoors in the f- previous few years. Um, so now that he's done that, he probably has a better idea of where he wants to bike from a setting point of view. Uh, so it probably would be worthwhile for him just to focus on outdoors but you never know this week might be the off week he might be back for that uh east west showdown uh the following week in atlanta You, you don't know um he would go pretty pretty good at that point i would think but we'll have to wait and see i don't expect him i really don't expect him to be on supercross for the rest of the year but he physically could all right who else we got shane McElrath. he sat out the round before for the break at seattle following a concussion the week before Uh, he wasn't quite ready at that stage but it's been three weeks he'll be fine he'll be back on track um, for this week at st louis justin Brayton, similar story there he had a concussion the week before um, took the extra week off so he had the three-week break to recover and be fully prepped and ready uh, and the motor concepts team there has put out a post saying that he will be back for this week's round at St. Louis. So, and then look, next one on the list is a big question mark, right? It's Dylan Ferrandes. Dylan hasn't had, and Dylan's not very fantastic on his social side of things. Um, he hasn't had any, very many updates all through the year really. And I, there's no expectation for him to put anything up to say whether he's in or out at this stage. Uh, there's been nothing there on that side. I did try and reach out to the team, I had nothing back from them either. It wasn't just the Dylan question. I did ask about how things were going uh, with Justin Cooper's recovery from that Liz Frank fracture uh, and how Colt Nichols is going from all of his injuries uh, from Anaheim 1. I uh, haven't had any response from them as yet at the time we're recording this. So hopefully we'll find out. But I've got that suspected feeling that we're not seeing Dylan for the rest of supercross in an effort to be ready for outdoors, which again, being the defending champ wouldn't be such a bad thing for him to just take the take the time to be fully rested fully prepared have the bike fully set up ready to go um considering his supercross season wasn't fantastic anyway um just go and try and win those races outdoors and and make money there next one we've got levi kitchen Now, Levi Kitchen has popped up some posts. He's back riding. Uh, So that's about four weeks for him from a kneecap fracture and that little bit of the tibia fracture that he had just up in that knee area where he took a bit of the bone off there. Uh, That's at about a rough expected time frame for those things. The kneecap's only small and generally they heal fairly well there. Um, And that little tibia fracture obviously was only very minor for him to be back in the four weeks. I don't expect him to be... Uh, at any supercross races for the rest of the year the team has obviously picked up kyle chisholm to fill in for those injuries to him and to jeremy martin Uh, i also checked the entry list Uh, he's not on it so i don't expect to see levi kitchen until outdoors as well kyle peters is back he's back after his hand injury he's had a he had that minor fracture he thought he didn't break it initially turns out he did Swelling is a pain in the ass when it comes to getting a clear image on an x-ray and obviously that swelling initially was just too much to see the fracture in the hand Uh, but he's had subsequent ones a week or so later and confirmed that he did have a fracture to the hand. It's been four weeks since that occurred Uh, so for again small bone four weeks is about the rough time frame he's back ready for this week's race Uh, so look for him to be in that sort of seventh position range. Uh, Benny Bloss, Benny Bloss has been missing all season, they had over there at Team Tetta. they had Josh Hill filling in for a while, Josh also unfortunately got an injury, broken pelvis um, whilst filling in, but Benny is back and ready to go, he's been back on the bike for a few weeks now, getting prepared, um, and look, he had a tib-fib fracture and a collarbone fracture at the beginning, or early in that, oh, not early, he was right before the start of the season, uh, so he was in that December range there. So he has been out for a couple of months now, but he's ready to go. Um, so hopefully we'll see Benny do some reasonable results. Um, not sure if he'll be good to go first, re- like this first round, but you never know. He might make it, but I, I dare say the couple of three races are going to test his fitness out. Uh, so maybe not the best pick for fantasy just yet. Again, when we talk that later on but we'll, um, we'll just have to keep an eye on him. But uh, hopefully he can get some decent results going and maybe pick up some sort of fill-in ride for outdoors because I don't think Team Ted is going outdoors. They usually don't. Uh, but Benny would be probably looking to do some more racing this year considering he's probably only going to get about, what, four rounds? Four rounds, five rounds, whatever it is for the rest of the season. And last on this list uh, of riders that we're looking that are coming back in, well, sorry, not last on the list because i got one more after this, but this was one that I sort of thought was a bit odd. Styles Robertson, uh, he went out two weeks ago. There was an updated post two weeks ago uh, about his wrist, and he's got a wrist brace on, and he's got some tape on the on the ring and, and little finger there. And he's talking about that he's getting some further things done, uh, some you know further investigation scans done that next week. There's been nothing on on Styles since that point. Uh, but interestingly enough, when I was checking the entry list for Levi Kitchen. Lo and behold, there's Stiles Robinson on the entry list. So whether that's just an automatic thing that the the team has done, whether that's because he's actually ready to go, I don't know. And we won't probably know until you see who's rolling out in practice or first practice on Saturday morning in St. Louis. So we we'll have to keep an eye on that one, guys. But interesting to see, maybe that was just a sprain to the wrist, and he's all good and he's and he's fine to go. Um, but there's been nothing from him or the team about where that's up to. But interestingly, like I said, he's on the entry list. And one to note that wasn't from our last week's update about who's in and out. Uh, it's come out this only in the last few days. Uh, Grant Harlan, who had changed teams recently, uh, he's on a uh, on a Yamaha now previously on a honda he was preparing to be at st louis uh, but he's had a little crash during the week uh, nothing significant by the sound of it but uh, details are limited grant hasn't got back to us just yet uh, but it sounds like he's not going to do any more supercross this year he is going to just be uh you know preparing for outdoors so that's the list guys we're going to take a quick break here we'll be back I'm Brighton
1: Carroll, riding for Team TCD, and you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. Hi, this is Dylan Woodcock, riding for All South CMH Stunt Flying Privateer Team, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Cheers, mate
0: all right guys let's get into some fantasy talk now on the always moto podcast remember we've got the always moto fantasy league over on pulp mx Uh, now it is a closed competition because we have prizes going we don't want just anyone dropping into this midway through the year but when we get to the outdoors we will be opening it back up for new people to join ready to go for the outdoor season in 2022 now currently we have a fair few entries in our league here uh, and thanks to Goat Brand MX for supplying our first place prize which is a pair of six socks from them, uh, their knee brace socks and they are pretty awesome, check them out. Remember to follow them on their Instagram and Twitters and all those sorts of places as well. And also thanks to False Neutral Industries who are providing second and third place. They've got some sunnies and a hat that they are putting up for those uh, positions in our comp as well. So again, check them out on their socials as well and follow them too. And if you're in our league, the requirement is that you're following those players to get, those, those companies to get the prizes at the end if you do so finish first, second or third. Now, results from Seattle. I did shit. I'll I'll be saying it straight up. I think I was, where was I? I was 17th. I only got 186 points. Not fantastic. It's not too often. I've only been out of the 200s a couple of times, but my 200 scores haven't been that fantastic either when I've got them. So they've only been just over 200. Uh, but the winner for the round was Mosso, eight, 86. He got 276. Oh, sorry. He got, yeah, he got 276 for the round. Uh, GMC, 230, who's been killing it all year, uh, was second in 245. And then Tawny, 223 was 242 points in third. Uh, now, honorable mentions, who have we got? Clinton, three laps down. Uh, he was in 10th place on 219 for that round at Seattle. TJ, mate. 208 just scraped over in 11th uh our motorbike medic man he got 201 in 12th uh who else we got um 275 who's our false neutral injuries connection he was in 18th just behind me on 182 uh where else oh ben grinley mate mate bad round 108 did you have anyone in the main You must have had at least one by the looks of it um and look, who else we got on here? Oh, look, Nath from Get from Goat Brand MX. He must have had no signal that week. He, he finished last. He had no points. Anyway, that's what the mulligan's for, guys. You go get in there and buy that mulligan. So heading into... So where we got for the overall... Let me get this uh, screen updated. Our, oops, we still got Seattle ticked on here. Hold on a second. Here we go. Series overall. MX Goat is leading on 2,963. Just a little lead in front of Scrub and MBW, which is 29, uh, 2,949. GMC 230 is in third on 2,980. Uh, 00. And Racing for the Sun, TJ, uh, he is in fourth on 2,839. He thinks he's going to get into the prizes, but I don't think he's going to get there. We'll see. We'll see. Where am I rocking? I'm rocking 15th uh fair way back 2611 if i can keep in the top 15 i'll be pretty happy to be honest Uh, but anyway that's where we're at now remember guys heading into this week's round uh, it's a triple crown so you should be able to pick all all eight guys in in the main Uh, if you pick after the qualifying has all been done just check the the, like the list uh, and pick that then Uh, but there should be some decent picks going into it um, and I'll put up those posts when they come a bit closer to the day and on the day about what my teams are. And guys, as always, I want you to share your teams with, the, with our, um, our uh, sponsors, Goat Brand MX and False Nutrient Industries tagged on your post and put the hashtag always Moto Fantasy League on your post. So we can see it and then we can reshare it around. We're hoping to get a few more entries into the comp for outdoors, maybe even a few more prize people. Uh, we'll see how we go. But keep playing it, guys. Keep giving me shit for my poor scores. Um, and remember, I'll dish it back when I finally get a decent one. So look out if that happens. Uh, but no, look, guys, it's a lot of fun. All right, let's move on now away from fantasy. We've done our injury list. We've got one thing left to do on this episode of uh, Always Motor Podcast. It's interview time. Uh, and like I said, we've got Preston Kilroy from Barak Suzuki. He's coming up. And like I said earlier in the show, he's got an interesting update for us. Things are a bit different for his injury than what we probably previously put out on our updates on the socials that you would have read. So make sure you listen up, guys. Here comes the interview. All right, guys and girls, now joining us on the Always Moto podcast. He rides for Bar X Suzuki. He's number 68. It's Preston Kilroy. Welcome on board, mate.
1: Yeah, Thank you. I'm glad to be on here.
0: No, I appreciate your time, mate. And, and look, it's always a bit of a rough one when we ask you guys for for interviews for, for our show because it's always usually to do with an injury. So it's never a good time, but we appreciate you making time for us. So how's how's everything been uh, since Indy? And and how's the leg? How's the, how's the pelvis? How's it all going?
1: Um, it's actually going quite well. To be honest, I think everyone thought it was a lot worse than what it actually ended up being. It was just like the way my pelvis and my femur hit together, it just fractured both of them. so it was nothing major. I didn't have to have surgery or anything. Um, so since India, I've just kind of having some downtime trying to heal it up. Can't really do much. And so yeah, I' just been on crutches for a little while, trying to do as little as possible to get that thing healed up as quick as possible. Um, Fair enough. So yeah, so I've been seeing a bunch a, of doctors. and
0: So it's not a traditional femur fracture then or we're thinking where you get the big nail down the bone to hold it back together with the surgery and everything. You, you've done what, just part of the top part of the bone, if it's impacting the pelvis then?
1: Correct. Yep. So it was, they call it the femoral head. Yep. Um, so what happened is when I landed weird, it kind of just smashed my leg up into my pelvis, and it cracked the top of my femur, and then it sent a crack right through my pelvis, but thankfully, neither of them were, like, like complete breaks, so I didn't have to get surgery or plates or anything like that in there, which which was a good thing, but they said, like, it damaged a lot of the tissue and stuff like that, so they're kind of worried about all that inflammation and stuff in there, so kind of had to be careful with that, been taking some medication to help with that kind of stuff, but yeah, no, it, I got away with it quite well, considering how bad it could have been so
0: yeah well as soon as you hear femur fracture you usually think the worst and you think you know five months minimum sort of recovery time and surgeries and and all that so if you've missed out on surgery and and it sounds like this will be a lot quicker than that too then to, to get back to to you know being normal and on the bike and training and stuff so that's that's always a good thing
1: yeah yeah no it, it is it is a good thing but it's pretty bummed about how my supercross went um but you know, coming into it, I had an injury, so I had like two weeks on a supercross track coming into supercross, and I just wanted to go out there and learn the best I can and the, or best that I could. And uh, yeah, no, I I had crashes at every single one, and it were just stupid little things that kept catching me. And I feel like coming into the season, if I had that little extra time, I uh, I could have avoided those things. But yeah, no, Indy, Indy kind of bit me, and then. Uh, with the way things were there, I I'm pretty pumped that I got away f- from it pretty clean, considering how kind of a gnarly crash it was. Um, but yeah, no, so I should be all healed and good for outdoors. So that's oh, well, that was one of my next
0: questions. Yeah, to see whether you know, seeing as this wasn't as big as we was initially thought, if the time frame was going to let you get back to the start. So you you're aiming to be on track for round one. Is is that that the time frame you're working on?
1: Uh, yes, that's, that's the goal. So I, I have another scan here in a couple weeks just to see how things are healing. And then hopefully from there I can start, um, a little therapy, but my doctor said, um, with this kind of injury, he said, the best thing you could do is just rest, let it heal. You don't want to aggravate it even more. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of chilling and, uh, not doing much. And then, yeah, hopefully I can be back on the bike by beginning of May, um and yeah plan to direct some outdoors
0: well that would still give you at least sort of three three to four weeks to get ready for outdoors on the bike so that's not too bad in the big scheme of things that's pretty reasonable but so what in terms of off the bike training at the moment like i gather you're not doing hardly anything like are you able to do any upper body stuff or is even just sitting and you know putting pressure in that area a bit bit uncomfortable for you still
1: um, yeah, so they said no pressure on my foot whatsoever. So, yep. like, I have been doing some bands and stuff with my arms the best I can. I mean, it's, it's pretty difficult. Like the other day I tried to do, I have a skier get home and sit in a chair and do that, which is pretty difficult. But um, <laughs> I've been trying to trying to keep up on the upper body the best I can. But it is pretty difficult with the way my injury is like just sitting down. is kind of painful and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely getting better as time goes on, which um, yeah, no, it should be good. So,
0: yeah. So I gather that scan is in, in a couple of weeks, that's when you, they're going to hopefully release you to at least start doing things like, you know, stationary cycling, I gather would be probably the big one for you to be able to start doing.
1: Yep. Yep. And so I think I can actually start cycling here. I think it was, I talked to my doctor, he said at week three, he said, you should be good to start doing some stationary stuff, just light, you know, start off light and then kind of work my way up. But, Um, yeah and then that CT scan was at five weeks after I crashed and then they want to uh, check to see how everything's healing and they said most likely it won't be healed all the way but then they can kind of base off like timing of things off of the way that scan shows yeah, how, how things are going. It is.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely like whether the whether it's almost closed over or at least it's all covered sort of thing. It might not look solid, mm-hmm. but it's at least together. That's yeah. They can at least say, All right, one more week and you'll be pretty good in you know, two for this or whatever. Mm, yep. So yeah, there's still a bit to go by the sounds of it for you. But yeah, you sort of touched on it as well that 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 season for Supercross for you was a bit rough. Like if I'm remembering correctly, I think there was the you only just came back from from was it a concussion, wasn't it? Before this this injury at Indy, and you mentioned even uh, something before the season. So talk us through those couple of things from before all this too. It's been, a bit rough for you.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's been a roller coaster. But um, coming into Supercross in November, I uh, I'd been riding Supercross for like a month or so, and uh, I crashed at our Suzuki test track and frac or. Broke my humerus, and so I ended up getting a plate and ten screws in my humerus. Um, and mm-hmm. so I didn't get back on the bike until I want to say second week in January. Maybe it was third week in January. So I only had a couple weeks of Supercross leading into it. Especially how when I got back from injury, I did a few days outdoors just to get back into the swing things. have yep. been off the bike so long, and then uh, I did a few weeks supercross and i was like "eh, we weren't sure if i was gonna race supercross or not and i just decided that i I need to learn somehow and that's the best way to learn is just go go out there and do it so i uh (laughs) i went to the first east coast round and i just caught a little rut and i kind of smashed my leg and then there was so much chaos in the second qualifying practice that i think i got two laps two good somewhat decent laps i mean i still made mistakes and stuff like But, um, and I just missed it by a couple spots, which, um, I don't think like the way I kind of crashed there was kind of weird. So I don't know, I could have done it, um, a little bit different, but like, I, I feel like I caught caught up in everyone else's chaos. So that kind of hurt me there. And then I went to Dallas, um, and I just caught an edge wrong in the whoop whoops. And it just bucked me off and Mm. they ended up putting me in concussion protocol Yep. And then I skipped Detroit because they released me like right before that. And they wanted me to ride a couple days before. So I just decided to sit this one out, just watch, yep. kind of yep. get back to riding a little bit and then go to Indy. And I just had another small, small mishap there. And it, it kind of bit me hard. But mm. yeah, no, it. I mean, rough season considering right <laughs> it, it, was, it was very rough, but I mean, I learned learned a lot you know like even with those times that I I mean I had a few qualifying sessions with um but learning that whole beast of qualifying and stuff like that I've never done anything like supercross qualifying where outdoors is a lot different I feel like you don't get like everyone's bunched up on the track and you have to dodge red cross flags and people down here and someone rolling over there like I don't know it was it was a lot different than outdoors and a lot different than what I expected so just learning that side of things I think was good for me um But, yeah, no, it it was rough, rough considering
0: that. Yeah, no, definitely looked Everything that went on. Those couple of bumps and bruises along the way, it doesn't really give you heaps of track time, so it probably cut down on a few of those learning (laughs) opportunities. But, you know, at least you got the feel for the general day and stuff a bit too, so... But um everyone, it's been a pretty busy year this year with injuries yeah. and, and there's been a lot of concussion talk. and I wouldn't mind if you if you're able, like how did you how did you find doing the, the protocol um, once you had it there, uh, you know, for that, that second injury for you? did it was it easy to go through? did it did it make sense? Do you feel like it was actually useful? How, how did the process go for you?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, it clearly made sense to me like they they've had, They've been doing it for I think 12 years, is what they said the protocol. So, um, I mean, there is there is a little give and take there, um, like, like with Hampshire and those guys they got released that night, but um, I didn't pass the initial test once they picked me up off the track, and so they put that's why they put me in it, yep. Um, and then and I met with a neurologist, and he what just they like, track I saw then? In. Um, it was the Alpine Stars crew. They did like a, they do like a written test on you, um, okay. Based on how, when they get to you, I guess on the track and how your initial reaction is to when they get to you, that's what they kind of base their, their, uh, yep. yep, their whatever they go through to uh, assess you or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I uh, had that written test and I didn't pass it, and so I. They put me in that protocol. I went and saw a neurologist um, that week, mm-hmm. and he noticed that my balance was a little off, and I said some lingering headaches and stuff like that. So he's like, so you
0: know, it took you a little longer. If you were to hit your us, head again, yeah. it
1: it could end a lot of things. Yeah, yep. yeah. And so, um, and so I didn't want to risk it, and so I took Detroit off, and then, um, and then yeah, I had to take another baseline test and see the neurologist again and just go through all that stuff, which I think was good for me just to, uh, to not put myself at risk again. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to risk it just, just for something like that.
0: It's not, it's not really not worth it, particularly if, even if you are in the championship, you know, it's not even something that you should be considering at that point. Like one race in the big scheme of things, Doesn't make all that much difference, you know. So, it's um, it's your health, it's your long-term health. So yeah, no, you made the right right choice and to take the extended time there. So that's that's a you know, it's an honourable thing to do at that point. So no, good work, mate. (laughs) Um, but look, I guess, I guess the the good story hitting your head's not fun. No, definitely, no way in the world is it fun. No, no, I've been there a few times myself, and yeah, it's it's always (laughs) the extra week is usually worthwhile taking. I can tell from from experience. So.
1: yeah yeah right.
0: but at least at least things sound like with this particular so the pelvis and the, and the femur things sound a lot better than i thought we we're going to get when we when we initially were setting this up for the interview and and look at even the fact that you know outdoors is a possibility now is is fantastic i was i was expecting you to you know be telling us a big you know story that you know you're still on the couch you had massive surgery you know I'm going to be out for most part of the rest of the year and no so things are looking much better than what i thought we we're going to be talking about so that's awesome
1: yeah, no, a lot of people actually thought that it was a lot worse than it was, but um, it, w- it was pretty gnarly crash. I mean, and just missed one of those whoops in there and it bucked me over the bars. But um, yeah, no, in the big scheme of things, it is, it is a good thing. I'll be able to do outdoors and um, get ready for that. Have a little time to prefer- prepare for that, not just jumping right into it. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I, I got pretty lucky with, uh, <laughs> with the whole injury thing definitely
0: no so look um i guess at this point like so who's helping you get through these things like obviously the bar X teams is is who you're riding for it do they cover most of everything for you to, to get you to and from the races
1: um yeah for the most part i do have to take care of some stuff on my own but they do help and uh they provide me a mechanic and stuff like that which is awesome and there's a great group of dudes around there um lay Brooks the team manager. He's awesome. I've been with yep. those guys for I think four years now. This is my fourth year. And uh, nice. uh he's helped he's helped me a lot. So um oh, I've heard yeah, no, good I, things about Larry. At I've, that learned, point for that I've learned a lot from him. Yeah, no, he he's he's awesome. He uh he knows a lot, like everyone in the industry, everything about the industry. He he just knows all the ins and outs and all that stuff. And for me as a rookie learning that stuff from him, like, I think is really valuable for me. Um, but yeah, no, there's a good group of people around there. Um, yeah, but yeah, they, they help me out quite a bit. So.
0: No, look, awesome. Look, um, appreciate the time today on the, on the podcast, mate. And it tells the story about those injuries and, and even the other couple that we, we might not have realized about before the season and stuff too. So you've had a bit going on, but, um, Look, thank you for your time. Um, we'll, we'll leave it there, but um, yeah, hopefully we it. can see you on the track for the outdoors at round one.
1: Yep, that's my So Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: No worries, Preston. Thanks, mate. And we're back, guys and girls. Thanks for sticking around and listening to that interview with Preston Kilroy. Like I said, pretty interesting, wasn't it? It's not as bad as we thought. It's not the full femur fracture that requires the – you know, the big rod to be inserted into the femur and the five to six month recovery time frame. He's got out of it pretty easy. Uh, sounds like he's going to be back on the bike here in a few weeks time and should be on the gate for outdoors for round one. So that's really good news for Preston and the Barak Suzuki team. And we appreciate his time there. And look, apologies, we cut that a little bit short there at the end. I fit this stuff in between and don't tell the boss, but I'd fit this stuff in between as best I can in between my, my, my work day, after my work day, between picking up kids, dropping off kids, looking after kids, all that sort of crap. Uh, and at this point, there was just something else coming up that I needed to get to and I had to run. Uh, we were, had a little bit of a delay at the start trying to get uh, Preston onto the, onto the call, uh, which stuffed us around. We lost about 15 minutes there, but look. We still got a fair bit of information out of Preston. We appreciate his time. We'll probably have him on again at some point down the line. Um, hopefully not from an injury standpoint. Um, ideally... Ideally, these interviews, yes, we're talking about injuries, but ideally we can talk about other things as well uh, with these riders down the track um, and maybe even create a different show line further down the track where we can talk other things like training uh, and other you know, uh, preparation and recovery aspects from just the event. So that will be a cool thing to get to as well with these guys later on down the track, but we'll, we'll get to that in time. So that's it for the show for episode 19 of the Always Moto podcast. Remember to follow us on the social channels. Search Always Moto and you'll find us. Like and subscribe to those pages. Follow them, whatever it is you call it. Remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us some feedback if your podcast app allows it. It helps us get more more followers and more listeners. And that's what we're here for. If we don't get them, we're going to have to switch the lights off. That's just how it works. Remember to get in and support the show, get in and order your t-shirt, pre-order it by emailing us at alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com. Send us the size that you're looking for. We're talking all adult size shirts from extra small up to I think double XL. So get in there and order your shirt. They're pretty cheap. They're 25 bucks plus postage and handling in australian money so for you yankees out there it'll be a pretty cheap t-shirt once your conversion rate kills us with the dollar but remember the postage is on you (laughs) as part of the purchase price as well so get in there and order a shirt it will help us pay for some of the stuff that's going on it will support our show and that's it guys remember to be smooth be fast because if you're not i'll probably be seeing you right here in the emergency department